0: You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. theslowridepodcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride.
1: Hello and welcome to the 149th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando.
2: Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis.
3: And this is Spencer in Boston. Tim, do you, uh, you sound like maybe you got a cold or something? Uh, it's- yeah, yeah, you know, I just, uh, it's it's the weather
1: down here, it's a little rainy, and, um, you know, I had to go into Coach Tim mode last night, so I'm sort of getting <laughs> over the effects of that as well, but, yeah. It's,
3: all right, uh, all right, well, you know. I'm doing all right. Didn't want you to miss out on any of the uh, Flanders Week that we have going. Uh, it's a big, it's a big one. You don't want to miss out on this week. Like two very important shows for the slow ride. No,
1: so. no, no, classics. This is it. This is road season. This is you know. I, I'd never miss this.
3: So you're in form. You're ready to go. <laughs> Top, hundred percent. Top shape. All right. And good. little little guy, how are you? I'm good.
2: You know. That's good. Seems. I'm normal. Okay. I think I sound normal, and and. You and do sound
3: that. normal. Do I sound normal?
2: Yeah, I think you sound pretty normal.
3: Yeah. I'm still something I can't something just no. doesn't seem right with Tim.
2: I bet we'll figure it out <laughs> later in the show. I bet mm-hmm. it'll I bet it will become apparent at some point.
1: Hey, uh I I got something else. Oh yeah. Hello, Cyclocross friends. <laughs> How you doing? Whoa <laughs> It's me, it's Bill. I'm in Washington DC.
3: Not in Orlando.
1: I'm not in Orlando. Let's
3: clarify no. that.
1: <laughs> this is not an April Fool's joke either.
2: No, this is real. This is, this, is is real. Watching, this is real life. Watching yeah. a real sport tonight. So we got Bill to come in and oh, yeah. fill his shoes for the evening.
3: Yeah, Tim was indisposed. We didn't actually tell Bill what Tim was up to. So I think maybe the big reveal should happen right now. But what yeah. do you think
2: Tim's doing? He's watching a real sport. What, do you what, could, real be, sport? Yeah, what
3: could be more important? than recording uh, this podcast
2: well a lot of things could be more important than this i was
1: gonna i I, I was gonna start out by you know talking about the solar babies or the solar bears or whatever uh, Uh that team is so uh it's either it's either gonna be um soccer or uh hockey would be my guess
2: close but wrong Uh, it's sort of a combo of the two it's wrestlemania (laughs) oh that's right yeah (laughs) well that's that might
1: be, I mean, is that a valid excuse? No, no, it's not, but... <laughs> to miss it, Flanders? I
2: mean, it he does. probably will still watch Flanders, I hope. Man, I hope
3: so. <laughs> I would hope so. We'll have to figure it out next week, but um, yeah, Tim is at WrestleMania, so he is. Uh, he's all oiled up. He is at the arena. I'm sure he's got a sign of some kind, trying to get on the television, um, so he uh, could not make it. Neither him nor Coach Tim could make it tonight, so... We uh we figured Bill from Crosshairs Radio on the wide angle podium would be a very suitable replacement, an upgrade. if um, you, will. No, you know
1: I don't know about that, but I'm 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 honored to be here. I'm honored to you know since it is the off season, I'm I'm happy to to come in here and and talk a little bit about uh this this road racing thing you guys cover.
2: Well, you know I I think this makes us more pro because I watched the post race on Sporza today and they had Sven on so they I feel yeah. like it's sort of. They have a cyclocross guy on.
1: Well they had that uh the guy. Road, you know, so. there was there's that Swiss cyclocross guy they had on as well, Fabs. Oh
2: man. <laughs> yeah, See? so well this is What'd part of
1: it. He did a couple races as a junior. I've seen the pictures <laughs> in the in the Ronde van Vlauden Museum uh, museum.
3: Nice. In ah. Nice. Well this is uh this is the week to have a cyclocross expert if if we're ever gonna have one. Um because we are in the middle of You know, the biggest week in Belgian cycling, anyway, in the Classics. Peru Bay coming up. Tour Flanders happened earlier today as we're recording. uh, So that's all fresh in the brain. Um, And, you know, they always like to tell us on the commentary that the cycle cross riders are going to really relish these, uh, these races and these. You know, the environments they the race finds themselves in, the weather and all that. So we're, we brought in an expert to talk about it. It's perfect.
1: Did, did you see they even went through a, a a starting grid in the middle of the race?
0: No. no. I did missed that. Did you miss that?
3: I uh, did. Was, was that?
1: I'll have to uh, send you the screen cap. It was on the road, and it, it's uh Gilbert going through, and you see, like, the eight lines, like, on the road That's that he's, awesome. like, running through, which was, uh, you know—
3: that's pretty They're funny. They're
1: just waiting because yeah, they go through like St. Nicholas, they go through Hamzaga, you know, the Copenhagen. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a lot of cross cross uh, courses that are that are on this route. That's
2: that is pretty true. Funny. Is that a permanent starting grid like the like <laughs> when they repave the road the city got it's, funds to you know, just put that starting grid in?
1: people say cross is coming but really it just it just never goes away yeah. it never fades out it's just always there no just no matter just how much you scrub dormant. and wash
2: it never goes
3: away <laughs> nice uh well we appreciate you being here we're going to get into flanders um right off the bat little guy yeah you i assume you watched it
2: yeah wait how are we doing this cuz there's so much to talk about there's the men's race and there's the women's race Yep. Not even to mention the whole week of of whatever the heck that three-day race is. I can never remember. Leading up, are we just going to do this chronological order, or are we jumping around? I got to get my brain Did right, because there's so many storylines.
3: Do we have a normal way that we do it?
2: No, not really. Let's talk about the women's race first. Because okay. It, it Basically, the women's race ended right about the point where the men's race really kicked off. So I can say we just we can talk about the women's race. Because we're okay. kind of burying the lead too at the same time.
3: We are. There was a lot of excitement in that women's race. Um American winner. Right off the bat, spoilers. Pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. And like uh,
2: you've raced against her. I've yeah, heard.
3: Yeah. I mean so. so Tim loves to tell this story. He likes to tweet about it every time any news newsworthy thing happens with Corinne uh, Rivera. Um, we, the one time we went to Kenosha and raced on the track there, she was racing. So, uh, it was, we got beat by her then we would get beat by her now. And, uh, you know, 10 years later, the story is still the same.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what you have to say?
1: What I have to say, and, and sort of you know, talking about her racing other disciplines, and what you were sort of alluding to before about you know how cross racers are you know do well in the classics, and I think you were sort of making a joke about that. Is, but at least one cyclocross racer won the Tour of Flanders today. <laughs> That's Rivera, Two times. Well, she won the 17 and 18 year old U.S. national champions twice. Won the 15 and 16. Cyclocross national champion, so All a right. winner and cyclocross racer.
3: That's true. What do you got to say so, about
1: that, Spencer? Well, she went.
3: <laughs> she she went to the road. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, Follow, following uh, the normal track, I guess. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but maybe she'll come back. Maybe you know she'll um, just show up and crush a few races at the end at the end of summer. You know, yeah. Get one of those roadies, roadies. She should. Cross She'd... racers just. You look around at the end of the year. You're like, look at that! I got a, I got two weeks of form. I bet I can just not do anything and just show up to a few races and win some money and crush smash. Everybody's hopes. Yeah,
3: smash a few September races. Yeah.
1: There you go. She should. Yeah. I mean,
3: I mean, it worked for Chris Horner.
2: <laughs> so did all that. So did all that foam he had on his top tube.
3: Yeah. Oh, that so, was the I mean, best. He that was he weird. put the uh, packing foam around the top tube, so in case he nutted himself and the stem he wouldn't and nut himself stem. what
2: yeah yeah at, at jingle cross he uh. was he was <laughs> the row in front of me and and directly to the right of me and he rolls up with foam all over his bike
1: <laughs> amazing
3: amazing is that do you cover that, was that in, the, in was your that
1: book the, was that the same year he uh, signed uh, uh, tim's uh jersey mid-race
2: no this was um it might have been the year before. he might have been on a when he did that when he had the foam mm. It was, it was later. It was it was great. It was weird. Anyway, the women's race, I only saw the end. Did you guys see any more? All I saw was the group and the sprint and then an American win.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunately all I saw as well.
3: Yeah, just yeah. the sprint. Um, it was cool that they, sh- they at least showed that. Um, you know, I got to appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, not easy to track down footage of that race. I, I followed a few... Uh, you know, strings into the dark web and couldn't really get anything that worked. Um, So, yeah, just got to see the finish, but it was a big group that came to the finish, and uh, the sprint was long, and the sprint looked hard, and and it was an awesome win. So It's
1: still one of those things you sort of wish that they would, you know, since they're all out there and it's the same course, that they'd sort of switch back and forth between the men's race and the women's race, since it's there's really... Not a whole lot going on in the men's race by the time they're coming to the end.
2: Yeah, this is a bummer. Because usually, it's true, it's usually the women's race ends right about the time or, like, a half hour before the men's race usually gets interesting. It's usually just a group and a bunch of wanty guys off the front, you know, talking to each other.
1: Especially this year, since it seemed like it was such a longer lead-in with the uh, start in uh, Antwerp to, to actually get to the action.
2: Yeah. It's been, like, a while. Did you... So... I was started right about the time Gilbert attacked and kicked off that group, like that's when I started watching. I basically turned it on, and Gilbert like pulled that group away with this first move so i okay I don't know if anything happened before that, but I'm pretty sure I saw everything that mattered
3: yeah, I think so. I think if you tune in from seventy five k out, you probably see you've seen everything yeah
1: here's a question for you the Perry Roubaix is like all the pressures on Tom Bonin, right? That's like everybody's set up for that going out it with is now. the win. Yeah. Yeah, well exactly. So was this race were they riding for Bonin in this race as well? Was was Jill Bear, was that the move to yeah. just I set so. up Bonin?
3: That's what I think. Yeah. I think I think there's too many people that really want Roubaix and Rube and and Flanders would be great for Boonin to win like it would put him in the in the lead for like historical amounts of wins of Flanders and everything I think he really wanted this one and Roubaix was just going to be a, a parade lap for him and I think and, he
2: wants both man I think it's just maybe you, know, you, you talk the big game all at one you take the pressure off the other you could maybe. go out yeah maybe and but especially with Gilbert's been riding so well leading well, into th- this, it was eyes are on him kind of you know
1: that's the question, though. You talk about, uh, you know, wanting both of them. So now, now Jill bear is going to, you know, again, their their <laughs> team, the country is all going to be expecting this Walloon to be uh, riding for uh, Tom Bonin in his final Parry roubaix But he's like, hey, man, I can do the double. So yeah. what, what
2: happens there? Oh, gosh, I don't know. He, that te- I mean, you know, Quick Step always feels like they're on that knife edge of, like, today, it worked out great, you know, one yeah. and three on the podium. That's awesome, or it can it can go terribly, terribly wrong, and you got too many cooks in the kitchen, and it all explodes, or you end up just with Trenton at the end, and they're just like right. slapping their heads that they don't <laughs> have, that, you know, they've got like four thousand Belgian guys, and how couldn't they get one of them up there, and they just got the Italian, so, you know, today it worked out. I don't know. He can, uh, mm-hmm.
1: he can take e-ticks off the kit, but
2: yeah, you can't <laughs> yeah. take the <laughs> tactics out of the quick step. No, but they rode an amazing race. I mean, holy cow. They did it. They, they got a lot of crap because they, someone is expected of them, but uh, they nailed it today. They got kind of lucky in a way, I will say. Yeah. I think Gilbert would have been caught if Sagan hadn't fallen down. This is, there's so many freaking storylines yeah. in this race. It's out of control. Yeah. Uh, uh, so when there's that first big group that looks like it can maybe go and force and BMC to chase, which seemed tactically awesome, um, Sagan doesn't have a good team. All he had his best teammate in the move.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Then Sep crashes, which of course happens, which that was random
3: thing. as hell, right?
2: Yeah, like I guess he got caught in the caught in the little gap between the two sides of the road. I don't know. It... I know it's just it... that's all you can do is go. Sep, man, uh, Sep, dude, are you gonna, when is it all gonna? When are the stars gonna align? He's such a beast, but uh, yeah, but our boy Sep
3: doesn't seem to have it together. Like, I, ba- I don't luck. know if I can pick him for any podiums in the future. Like, he's he's gonna need think, to, he's gonna need to well, win me it, back. Like, at least
1: he's trying different stuff this year. I mean, he didn't flat, so it's, that's good. So that's it's, it's that's di- true. different. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. Did you guys understand what happened? Because he sat, so he crashed. He sat there. He obviously looked like he was hurt. Yeah. Some fans helped him up. He stands there waiting for the team car. The team car shows up. They look at his bike. He just grabs it back and gets on it.
3: Well, they, yeah, they brought down a new bike, and then he just took the old bike and kept going. Yeah, and just
2: looked pissed. I was like, why are you standing there all that time? You yeah, just right. wanted to like see the team car or something. I <laughs> just, I mean, I I, under, I I assumed it just he's hurt and he was maybe going to DNF, and I think he did. But it, at that point, I was like, why did you? I don't know. Uh, I felt bad for the guy. I kind of, in a way, I feel happy for Canada. They got a fourth place with uh, Dylan. What's his name? Yeah. But I also feel bad for Sep because it's like he was there. He was he was looking good. He was in the move. He has a stupid fall, and then his teammate, the second year in a row, gets a good result, and is like, <laughs> "I'm trying to eclipse you, Sep. I'm trying to eclipse you." Um. Yeah, I don't know. That was heartbreaking. I was pulling for him. Um, but I got to say that was a great move by quick step and yeah, obviously it's set up Shelbert. bear.
1: Yeah. Can we talk about that fourth place finish? Yeah. The best yeah. thing that ever happened to that guy getting dropped by Sagan on the, uh, on the, Oh, when I he know. Attacked.
2: And when that he stayed on the right side gutter and just <laughs> yeah. didn't uh-huh. try to follow the move. Yeah. Oh man. And that's what makes this race so great. So many guys I was like gone out of it. Well, he's dropped and then boom, suddenly he's riding in second place. Yep. Uh, I mean, like, our boy Peepo was there for a while, then he disappeared, oh, then he man. pulled it back in the group, and he pulled the top ten. I mean, what the hell? I was waiting for somebody to bring this up because
3: you, you know, know you know, this podcast wasn't going to make it to the end without talking about Peebo <laughs> finishing <laughs> eighth place
2: at Flanders. I am excited for that result just because I don't know why. I don't actually know why. Because it's incredible. Was, but there were so many times in the race... There was a point where people was like it was like two or three guys kind of shooting out of the front trying to bridge and people kept following wheels and not pulling through. Oh and I yeah. just wanted to reach into the computer and <laughs> slap him. I'm like, people, come on. Do he's, some work, man. He's like forty years old. You can, you can't blame him. He's there no, but It's like he's constantly – oh, should I go? I don't know if I should – oh, I I just don't know if I should do it this time. I should conserve my energy. Yeah, you should sometimes conserve energy, people, but you have to take a chance. In your 25,000-year career, did you ever attack, ever take a chance? Ah! He's strong enough. Yeah.
0: Drives me nuts.
2: I th- I th- and the I way I want him to retire so I don't have to <laughs> yell at the screen anymore.
3: Well uh, the, there'll be plenty of Italian cyclists for you to yell at. Um, no I, I thought he played it really smart like and, and like you I thought he was I thought he got I thought he disappeared and I thought he was gone and then all of a sudden he's back in the group and I was like, oh my god he's gonna he's and you little guy picked him last week as your choice for 16th place. Mostly as a joke, I feel like. Like, oh, yeah. wouldn't that be hilarious if he did as well as sixteenth? I didn't think he would it. do that well. I have he to crushed admit. it. So I know, he
2: did. He yeah. had a good he had a good ride. I mean, what what I can mean, you say?
3: Last week would any of us have said, Oh yeah, people Pizzato will totally dominate Tom Boonin in, in Flanders
2: <laughs> Okay, well, extenuating circumstances. We have right. we haven't really really dug into all the crashes, but before all that you have Right as Gilbert is kind of kicking off the front of the group, right as mm-hmm. that first main attack group of the day is caught, Gilbert goes. Boone Di Two, I assume, breaks. <laughs> I don't know because he can't seem to. Sh- he just suddenly can't pedal anymore. He gets a new bike and he can't pedal. Do they? Did they undo? All- Did they drain all his batteries? Because like he's retiring soon. We don't need to charge these anymore. Yeah, like, maybe. What- what's the deal? How does that happen at a pro level? I get shit locally every time I have the smallest mechanical. People act like, oh, I can't believe anyone gets a mechanical anymore. It's because you ride that old shit. And then Tom Boonin shows up to one of the biggest races of his life, and his bike just inexplicably can't (laughs) be pedaled anymore. He gets a new bike, and he can't ride the thing. I don't ever want to get shit again, people. That's what I'm saying. But two, how does this happen? I don't know. I, I think it's just
1: the opposite. See, I, I all I saw on you know social media was all oh, electric shifting, electric shifting, <laughs> electric shifting, as if there were never mechanicals a decade ago in professional cycling. I mm-hmm. and yeah. on top of that, you know, we go back to the. Uh, the whole cyclocross aspect of it, he was doing the best impersonation of a cyclocross racer. Oh, yeah. bent bent <laughs> over his bike, trying to figure out how to get his chain back on. From you now, why can't they do that? The
0: <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand
2: the problem. Why they yeah. can't put their chains back on? Sad. He was he was pulling Is the it... sad the sad tombone. Is there something about pro bikes that I've never seen that makes it impossible <laughs> to put chains back on? <laughs> And you, you would think they would practice. I think you would think Kpow would practice this, At, right. the, at the at the Napoleon game training camp every year, they would just they would like. They, maybe they can like remote control, make his di two shift it down, and then he has to jump off quick, put it back on, and catch Klaus real quick. Yeah. I think that would be really good practice for him. But that was heartbreaking. I think Boonen was going to be there at least, be there to beat Peebo at the end. Judging yeah. by the form he had at Gent last weekend
3: yeah i agree it, i was really i th- i saw the setup i don't know how it would have played out obviously but i saw the setup happening with jill i thought for sure that was to make everybody chase and give boonin at least a fighting chance of a podium in his last of like i, th- I that had to be the strategy yeah. in my mind and once he you know mechanicaled out basically three different bikes and and was no longer in the race um Joubert just, you know, what's he gonna do? So he just buries himself, yeah, and uh, benefited from you know some more mechanicals and, and issues <laughs> behind, yeah, so, and, um, yeah,
1: and just just having a clean race and you know attacking at the right spot because you know uh-huh. we haven't really gotten into the other because he you know it's still it still was almost a race at the end even with all of these uh, crashes behind him. Yeah, yep.
2: it was close. I mean, so. We can play the what-if game, you guys think. So if if Sagan goes over that climb with Sagan, Greg Van Emmeret, and uh, Oliver Nesson, or whatever his name is, uh, of AG2R, you think they catch Mm -hmm. him? Because I think they catch him then.
1: The move that Sagan put in, it looked like he was he was ready to shut it all down. And if yeah. he was able to, because again, that acceleration, and he was just pulling seconds back, even just on that little section before he went down.
2: Yeah. And I know he can get into the whole, I don't want to take anything away from Gilbert, because obviously he attacked like 90K out and he went solo, oh, like yeah. what, 50K no. out. So you you do the race and it happens. But yeah, I judging how close that, that Greg got to him with the Dylan guy from uh, Cannondale Draft Act, like who obviously wasn't quite as strong as those other guys. Just those two guys with Terpster sitting on, and they still came what like thirty some seconds down. I gotta say, they were gonna catch him. Should yeah. we talk about that crash? Um, we should, because I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened. Do you know what happened? <laughs> Just, I it I was held like the he kid, got so. his handlebars
1: caught. In the barriers, I mean, they were also the slanty, you know, footed barrier, so it could have been a wheel, but I think it looked like it was up, up top, like his hood, yeah. you know, may have caught somebody's bag or something, yeah. you know. Wasn't there, like, um, a
2: jacket or something that was but in- But the jacket uh, was later. The jacket- later. You Look at the replay. The jacket, yeah.
1: they all go- And, like, uh, Nason. I think, was the one that pulled the jacket down. Yes. Sitting in third. Yep. Okay.
3: Yeah, Sagan w- was the impetus of the crash, and uh, Van evermont hits him, and Nason hits the barriers and takes a jacket with him as he crashes. So it was there, and it looked like the culprit initially, but a, uh, a video replay the
0: exonerates like the, the jacket from <laughs> from any wrongdoing. Um, I love that. So, I ha-
2: do, now, do you guys think just because uh nason knew he was going to be spooning and cuddling with Sogan. he maybe thought it <laughs> might be a little cold picture. so he grabbed <laughs> he grabbed the jacket on the way down just to maybe cover up maybe like you know come on they're modest just a little cozy that was adorable it was cute it was i know they didn't <laughs> want to do it then in there but hey. i mean come on
3: <laughs> i
2: mean he's living the dream right like
3: probably all of us would be you know yeah you know <laughs>
1: who would who would well, not want to? Spoon he was with living Peter two dreams. I mean, probably, he probably probably was asking him for his autograph while
2: he was down there. <laughs>
3: yeah, if if not Pepe Bazzaro, then Peter Sagan.
2: Yeah, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, maybe I think his number one dream was to to crest the last climb of the day on Sagan's wheel and ride that wheel to a podium finish in the Tour of Flanders. Well, maybe that yeah. might have been his biggest dream. <laughs> <That's not> a, <laughs> at not that a that consolation prize. Uh, <laughs> but you know. Um, it, that really changed the race. Would Holy you say, cow, did that change the race.
3: Would you say it's maybe the closest he's going to get to a world championship jersey? Oh. <laughs> uh, maybe, man. Nice. I
2: don't want to count him out. He's He's been getting some good results lately, and he's a pretty young guy. So. He's All got right. really white teeth, too. So, I mean, it's like he's just, just got those things whitened, I think, before the Sporza interview.
3: Nice.
1: So Sagan crashes because he's riding right up next to the barriers and we you know know that that's a technique that these guys use every time they hit a cobble section um but it seems like it's more it seems like it's a better tactic in Paris roubaix because those cobbles are much more punishing and they're Mm -hmm. for much longer sectors and it's flat where it's not as necessary i don't but to to ride on the dirt on the side of the Cobbles, But, you know, Sagan's not going to do things conventionally, right? He's always going to take the chance. He's always going to race how he wants to race. And this is all my lead up to, did you see what Van Aermint's comment was after the race about Sagan's riding?
2: (laughs) I did not. I bet it was uh, really friendly, though. Let's hear it.
1: (laughs) He blamed Sagan for the crash because you should never be racing that close to the side so my it was, question for is then why the hell is he following him yeah you yeah have to be on his <laughs> wheel and he's like hey you should never be over there and you crash and you screwed everything up because you were doing this dangerous thing over on the side did he's like 2 inches off of his wheel why isn't yeah. he uh, you know over there with uh, the Cannondale guys
2: getting dropped well that's the same argument i was going to make like at the last uh, cat 2 road race i did when everybody went over the yellow line and i was the last guy in the echelon I was going to just say, hey, you shouldn't have been doing that, guys, but obviously I still did it because I had to hold on for dear life. He's probably thinking the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree.
2: Greg seems like kind of a whiner.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, the smart guy was barely whatever his name is, and...
2: Yeah. yeah, he just rode his climb, and suddenly he's like, "Oh, look <laughs> like, at that! Yeah. Shooting for a podium now." He was like, he's oh, like, oh,
0: look. "Oh
1: man, I just I just got dropped. Time to just soft pedal it and catch that next group." And
0: whoa,
3: look at that! <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> I mean, he had the wherewithal to see that there was a little patch of dirt on the other side of the road as well that that there was a grass hill next to and no barriers, and right. it was like, "Hey, this looks a lot safer," and just hung out over there, and it worked out well for him. So. Kudos yeah. to Cannondale finding the marginal gains that nobody else <laughs> is finding. And
1: and you almost have to forgive in that instance the use of those slanted barrier feet because they're putting them on you know in cow fields and on. Right. It's yeah. not like it's even ground, and it's not like the you know they're going 50 miles per hour in a sprint at the end of a race. Right. It's yeah. uh you know it's more crowd control than anything else. Yeah, that's yeah, that's and
3: true. we we know we need that in in those races. Like, yeah. the crowd's have been a little out of control in the past. Let's, uh, little guy, did you? Yeah. I know you tuned in um, maybe after this. I don't know, but did, were you aware that uh, one Mitch Docker was tickling off the front of the race for a little while?
2: <laughs> no, I never saw that part early uh, in the race. Did he jump off?
3: It was probably yeah, like ninety k, eighty k to go, something like that. I think he maybe he right. was trying to bridge across. He was coming off the peloton, but uh, him and him and another guy. So he got some airtime. So All I right, thought, good. You good for that. him. Well,
2: I do appreciate that. No, I didn't tune in early enough for that. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty good. Were you speaking of uh, guys you didn't expect to see in this race? Um, were you guys surprised to see uh, Jan Afredo, whatever his name is, who's now on Wanty? He used to be FDJ, um, being good again. <laughs>
0: a little he had bit. A f-
2: Few bad years after that whole whereabouts suspension problem, which made you kind of question him. He got 14th on the day, finished in that group, the like big group that sprinted, but he was in the move for a while. Mm-hmm. He was in the like the legit move for a while, um, which is one of the few guys that kind of surprised me. There was just a few surprises out there, uh, People being one of them. Sasha Madolo, six yes. Did That's... did I would have never in a million years said he would get in the top twenty five yeah. of this race. I I thought he was a guy that could win get fourth in a group sprint in a grand tour and maybe do well at Milan Sanremo. But that was surprising. I don't know what that holds for the future. But he's a fast finisher. Maybe he's suddenly coming a classics rider. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Well this whole this whole top ten is full of some randoms, I gotta say. It's uh it in Whoa. true Flanders fashion it didn't really pan out how you know how everyone how all the narratives were pre game, you know? No well, even,
1: even the in race narrative, you had Griple, who looked like he was just having the ride of his life there for a while and was the strongest guy in the chase and then he ended up falling down to twentieth.
2: Yeah, you know. he kinda blew up and lost a bunch of time. Well what about uh, freaking sylvan chavanel turning back the hands of time nice yes. what, how, yeah how <laughs> it seemed like since he left quickstep he's been like it felt like when he left quickstep a few years ago he lost 2 miles an hour <laughs> he hasn't yeah. factored in anything as far as i can remember at least off the top of my head i just can't remember any moments of him being there in a race and holy crap there he is top 10 again yeah, well, I, don't I know. mean, it's you great, could, uh, good to see,
0: but you know, you
2: could say the same
3: for uh, for <laughs> Sivan Chavanel as you could for Pipo Pizzotto or Philip Gilbert,
2: you know, like. Well, and that is true. I mean, I guess yeah. At the other end of it, Gilbert has been a good writer the last few years, but he hasn't been this good. You know, I mean, yeah. the, he used to be one of the best classics writers out there, and he kind of. You know, he's slightly taken a dip in form the last few years. And obviously, he's sort of changed his focus this year because he's coming to Flanders, which he hadn't done for a while. But yeah, obviously, back on top. He's been flying the last few weeks. Yeah, I I have
1: to give a hat tip to a a wide angle Podium Network sponsor, uh, the Service Course, and Ryan Newell, who over a week ago on Twitter said, what was it? Something along the lines of, always great to.
2: Always great to follow uh Jill Barrett in a contract year. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> I was, I didn't know it was a one year contract he signed. Well, all right. He's going to win, uh, Amstel then and Liege, I guess.
3: Well, he's got, he said he had three, po- uh, what do you have? Three monuments now. So he's got a couple left to go. So he might be very well targeting, yeah. uh, since, next since, since
1: Ryan, since Ryan's a writer, you know, he does, has like writes for Velo news. And I, I, He's, mm-hmm. I have to get the quote right. It's "I love contract year Gilbert." <laughs> ah, okay, all
0: right. Okay, okay,
3: okay, better. better. I feel better now. <laughs> so we're not paraphrasing now; we're quoting. Nope, that was a okay. quote. Good, okay. excellent. <laughs> so Gilbert, you know, he'll probably look at Roubaix with a, through a serious lens. He'll be looking at the Japan Cup and uh, many of the other monuments that are not <laughs> on his on his <laughs> uh, on his wins list. Um, but we have some business we need to get to. Uh, there was, there was nobody that nailed 16th place. I'm
2: not surprised that by
1: that. I, I I just don't, I don't think anybody's going to nail, uh, uh, pronouncing it. And he's a British guy too.
3: I know. I saw that. I was like, oh, Dimension Data. Oh, from Great Britain. This should be no problem. Mike Smith. Uh, you know, but no, <laughs> no, it's not. I'm going to say um, Thwaites. 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 Yeah. Thwaites. Thwaites. Scott Thwaites. That's, that's my best guess. Um, right. Tim, Tim is really the uh, the names expert on the show, so yeah. unfortunately he is not here to really uh, pronounce that properly for us. So,
2: do you know this dude, this guy we've never heard of? He got tenth at Strata Bianca this year.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. That's
2: this guy's like, flying like flying the, the radar, Who the hell knew who he was? But <laughs> he turns out he's <laughs> he's he's got. Two pretty legit results this year. Well, so good job, so, guy. I've never heard of
3: this. Is why how, the 16th place contest is, is great.
2: Oh, you want to know Talius? Yeah, it's 1.78 <laughs> meters, which I have okay. no idea what that translates into, but I think it translates into tall. Uh, Spencer, you just go on with whatever you're doing, and I'll just translate this to you. Yeah, American. okay. All right. So, forgot, 16th
3: place, it. when we started 16th place <laughs> contest, our first winner was Edward Thunes. And he has gone on to have an illustrious career. None of us had ever heard of him before that. and now I had
2: heard of him.
3: Now, 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 now. Don't rewrite the history. And uh, this guy, short. this guy today, is Scott Thwaites, let's write that down. Let's remember, because in the next year or two, he's going to be dominating uh, the smaller classics and potentially the larger classics. So, so you
1: know. he can put that on his Palmares that he's... Uh... <laughs> Well, sixteenth yep. place winner of the <laughs> now we, we podcast. Have
3: to, yeah we have to figure yeah. out if he has a Twitter
2: so we can harass him like uh, we harassed sure he all does. the other ones.
1: I think he's who, five foot five foot eight too. Yeah, that's.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that's tall, but I'm five foot eight. So <laughs> what do I know? Uh, Spencer, who is closest though with our 16th place contest? Because I can see a few probable picks in there, but I don't really know for sure.
3: Um, I would have to pull up that spreadsheet, little guy. And, oh, and, well, it I, is the way auto- you were talking was
2: like almost like you were leading into doing that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to just bring it up out of the blue. Well, yeah, you kind
3: of cut me on the spot here. Uh, I'm not really. Prepared. How is that?
2: we were already doing the segment.
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm just gonna say the closest was uh, the person who picked uh, finishing in eighth place. Filippo Pizzato, which is you little guy. Good job. Hey, Congratulations. I did it. <laughs> no way. Somebody
2: I'm sure somebody picked Moscon or Galapan or something.
3: I think somebody picked Alfredo actually, who finished fourteenth, yeah, so that 14th. might be the closest one. I'll I'll look that up. We'll we'll get you some real information out on the Twitter uh shortly, but um no one yeah, picked Turbo Derbo
2: in twelfth place?
3: No, I think they were picking him for the podium.
2: Yeah, he was right well. He's yeah. got a good he's got a really good Australian nickname, so
1: I I do like that. Uh, just looking down the down the finisher is that uh, Julien and Eves uh, were sent back to hang out with Bonin until the end and uh, ended <laughs> up thirty fifth, thirty sixth, and thirty seventh. I I <laughs> making yeah, I sure making say. sure he, uh they were probably you know what
3: it was don't they make probably, it, don't let him DNF. <laughs> no no,
1: probably was somebody had a USB cord cable there mm. and a battery pack and just was holding on to it while he was charging right. and riding in. So just to well, make that sure, makes sense. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that
3: totally makes sense. All right, guys, it is time for a pre map.
0: Oh,
2: there it is.
1: This is Elred, bartender at Slogos. Who's this Stephen Hyde character? You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. <laughs>
3: Dream Lab. We are sponsored by Health IQ, a longtime sponsor of the show and of the network in general. You guys know them. You guys love them. Uh, visit healthiqcom slow ride um, where you can learn more. You can take a quiz to figure out if you are elite. If you are elite, you are saving money on your life insurance. Um, Sounds good. They have multiple ways that uh, you can save on your life insurance. Um, but that is step one. So I scored elite. That makes me think you could probably score elite. Little guy, I don't know. You're vegan.
2: Mm-hmm. Would that you makes score me elite? Super elite, I'm pretty sure. I
3: think
1: that, I think that they take those dietary uh, uh, considerations into consideration and, and, and it's not a ding against you. No, that's, that's true.
3: That's, you know, that's, that's how nice health thing. IQ works. Yeah, it, it is uh, how they work. Actually, they look at a lot of things, um, health and lifestyle, and you know, sports and body related, um, and they tie all that together to find you great rates for your life insurance. Um, yeah, oh, hey, I,
1: and Spencer, sponsorship yeah, works. An it online does. testimonial that somebody bought life insurance because of the Slow Ride podcast this well, week.
3: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we've gotten great. we've gotten a few of those and that's awesome because uh, you know, it really does we wouldn't tell you about it if we didn't think it would help you. Um, but it also helps us. We're not gonna lie, like when the when those, you know, sales come through for Health IQ, that that makes them feel good about supporting us and supporting the network. They support all the shows in the network, which is fantastic. So um, you know, if if you can, if you're in the need of life insurance, if you want to just explore and see if you can find a cheaper option definitely check out healthIQ.com slash the slow ride to do that.
1: If that doesn't work for you, you can go to uh, healthIQ.com <laughs> slash uh, CXHairs.
3: Yeah, either of, those, either of those would be okay.
0: But, uh, you know,
3: if, if you end up signing up, maybe log out and then log back in at healthIQ.com slash slow ride.
2: Yeah, that's a better that's plan. Fair. That's fair.
3: All right um also this week we've got uh michelin tires uh we are wrapping up our contest uh instagram contest for michelin tires um,
1: can you guys see them they're up there on the, i can't on the i was shelf. just noticing yeah. those right as we started this <laughs> yeah. the
2: pre-lap laugh, <laughs> bill's got two michelin tires on a shelf just yep. over his shoulder perfectly framed so i can stare at them the whole time
3: yep those are the uh michelin power endurance tires um Me and little guy and Tim are going to get together and go through and choose a winner from our uh, WAP Power Contest. Uh, So the contest is officially closed. We're going to be announcing a winner and getting in contact and uh, shipping somebody some tires. So that is very exciting. We want to thank Michelin Tires uh, for supporting the show and the network. Um, They've been awesome the The power endurance tires are awesome um I've gotten to check them out they're they are what they say they are <laughs> they're gonna last long they ride well they they you won't have you know trouble with flats you'll be able to pile on the miles I've read the reviews they're all great um you know they like they there's not much more I can say they're fantastic and they're they're a great sponsor of the show so um we we appreciate everybody entering the contest and uh yeah look uh look for a dm from us on instagram uh because you might be a winner
2: insta what i look forward to looking through these and judging harshly everyone's entries <laughs>
3: okay you're gonna be you're
2: gonna be the uh
3: what's the what's the, the guess simon S- yeah the the simon, simon cowell
2: simon. of the uh yeah, yeah of exactly. the panel exactly i'll have to watch that show to know more about that
3: so we're up to almost uh 70 entries so we've got some work
2: to do little guy whoa 70 yeah oh oh i got some stuff i gotta do you guys should deal with that <laughs> um, wow that's great that's a lot that's
0: yep. awesome
3: yeah it's fantastic cool. i'm sure michelin's happy about that so uh yeah. we'll get into that um so appreciate it check out uh if even if you don't win, uh stop in your bike shop, check out the Power Endurance uh yeah, tires. Um tell them you heard about them on the Slow Ride. Tell them to tell Michelin <laughs> that you heard about them on the Slow Ride. And uh we're going to we're going to get you back to the show here in just a moment, but um we've got some new shows on the network we should probably tell you about. Uh Wide Angle Podium is growing. Um and that is due to uh support directly from listeners like yourselves. Um, you know, we can't do this alone and uh and we don't frankly want to do it alone. So, we really appreciate all the support we do get from our donors. If you are a supporter, thank you. If you are not yet, check it out, see if it if there's something that interests you uh slash donate We got great shows like we got to hang out. Uh, we just added mm-hmm. to the network, which if you haven't checked out, you should definitely do so. It's great. Yeah. The last
1: um, one was a Seamus McCollum, the uh, chef. That was a great episode that they just did. It really, I, I enjoyed that one a lot. i enjoy all their shows, but I'm, I'm, I'm digging everything they put out.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was super good. And we've also got the dirt field, which, uh, which Bill produces, um, with Lindsay bear, uh, going around the pro circuit and, you know, interviewing having conversations with people that she runs into in her life as a professional. And, uh, that yeah, one's also what, super interesting.
1: Yeah, and th- what I'd say about that show is that even if you don't, and this goes with all the shows, uh, you know, Crosshairs Radio as well. Even if you aren't super familiar Ooh. with the name, yeah, that shows up on the uh, um, on the episode. Just give it a listen anyway. Especially with Lindsay, I, I guarantee you that she's gonna gonna give you something fun and interesting, and 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 some interesting people to listen to. So you know, even the more unfamiliar names, you should check out and. Um, coming up, she's going to have a more familiar name. I believe next Ooh. episode, we got Ted King.
2: Whoa, Very nice. Ted King. That guy likes maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Obviously, that I is... should listen to the episode, because that's all I know about Ted King. <laughs> and I probably should learn a little bit more about him. He's probably a complete human being. He may be. Probably. <laughs> well, <laughs> one I way I to hope find I he out. comes on and he just says maple syrup like 100 times. and then...
3: out possible all right well let's get uh, back into the episode
0: i'm anthony clark just hanging out sliding into the slow ride podcast
2: You guys, is it nice where you are? Cause it's been really nice weather here, and it's meant that the Greenway and all the bike trails are a total shit show.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's there's definitely an uptick in bike traffic on, on my um, Anacostia Riverwalk trail as well.
2: Yeah, it's a great time of year. I just want to do a little PSA for all our bike riding uh, elite Cat 4s and Cat 3s out there, which is... Slow down on the trails, try to not hit all the children that are out and riding bikes maybe without training wheels for the first time. Uh trails are a little busy right now. Just wait till you know, do those intervals a little farther out. But
1: what but what if it's a segment that not a lot of people have really gone for that
2: KOM? I mean that's that's worth a kid or two, right? Well <laughs> that's <laughs> obviously. I mean on, obviously. Um yeah, no, that's obviously true. But, yeah, I, I just had too many, even just riding uh, a few little sections of trails this last weekend. And the last, and the last weekend was really nice out. And there was, like, kids on striders zigzagging across lanes and then guys with tri-bars ripping through. And it's was like, whoa, it's not winter anymore where you're the only person out here biking. You know, it's like, so just some caution. I don't want somebody to crash. And then the only way they ID the body is by listening to the, whatever's playing on their phone, and it's Slow Ride podcast, and somehow it comes back to us. I don't want that. <laughs> All right, so I want to make I want this clear. Yeah, we don't we don't condone your your Greenway intervaling. Okay.
0: okay, My PSA is yeah.
2: over. On, on the other side of that, if you are not
1: on your bike and you're out there either with your your dog or possibly your child, if that's the way you roll, mm-hmm. um, the Flexa leash. Leave, leave that at home just just get a, a leash that is yeah. one duration yeah. be it you know five four feet whatever it is mm-hmm, and totally. and it should not extend past that it should just it, that should be the the full limit of leashes
2: <laughs> that is a great point I had uh an interaction with one of those leashes this week where uh Spencer you will know this spot getting off the Greenway on Bryant oh yeah some of our listeners will know this it's It's a climb up out of the greenway. So I'm going up a hill. A guy is on his phone. His dog is pulling the leash out and running across the thing in front of me. He spins around to straighten the leash, (laughs) looks at me, and then looks back at his phone, never thinking, (laughs) where's my freaking dog? All the way across the trail? Yeah, it is, dude. I had to stop going up the hill. It's not like I was going that fast. It was stupid oh man come on pull your leashes back people
3: much like a lot of racers in Flanders today you had to stop and put your
2: foot down on the hill (laughs) yeah I had to do that sad walk up (laughs) you
1: know which which, can we talk about that for a second and and just bringing it back to 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 what you were where you were demeaning cyclocross in in these uh, road races never these guys had to climb the Koppenberg once
3: (laughs) But how many
2: times
1: they time. do before it? So, well, they're not riding on the grass. They're not riding no, in the dirt. They're not getting off their bike. Like d- during the fall, they have to ride the Copenhagen what ten, twelve, fifteen times for one yeah. race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, come on. No, it's true. That's I agree. the challenge.
2: I I can't even believe they even ride they half am- of it on the
1: grass. <laughs> they only ride on the cobbles for half of it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. Because I can't do the whole thing. <laughs> They have to get off their bikes and run part of it.
2: <laughs> I, I can't believe. Speaking of cross, so far we haven't talked about the fact that Gilbert uh, dismounted and lifted yeah. the bike up yeah. over the line. And Spencer, I believe, noted on on Twitter he he stepped back. He didn't step through. Which, if you ever try to step through with road road cleans especially, you were going to go down. Yeah. Um, yeah we um it, we had our final.
1: Uh, garage race underground garage races this past wednesday and as oh, yeah. part of it we had a, a relay race so it was you know since we're dc we had our feds versus contractors uh relay race and that was on you know the shiny slick uh garage floors Oof. the the <laughs> the difference between the people who are wearing road shoes versus cross shoes the, never the, the guys that actually i think changed bikes and all had uh platforms. On their bikes and just had like you know regular shoes on, did the best. But the dudes yeah. on road
3: bikes, man,
1: yeah, that's that's scary. They were just sliding across there, like yeah. they were they were like sweet. they were hot, wet cobbles.
3: Yeah, that could be tactical though. You dismount like fifty feet early and slide your you way. Just slide in, yeah. It's like a drift you know,
1: into the corner.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's good good pretty sweet, Spencer. Now, do You
2: remember years ago when they did the Witch's Tower time trial? Yes. Alley Cat, did you do that with me?
3: No, I don't think I did. I think I went to
2: it for some reason and did not
3: participate.
2: We stopped. It was like on a Saturday. We did a road ride and then we stopped at it, and it took forever to start. That's right. That that I had kind of a similar thing is that I was on my road bike and I didn't know where at the Witch's Tower it ended, and I thought for some reason I kind of came up the wrong side of it, and I realized I had to run up like three steps, and then so I, I had to unclip and run up three steps with my look cleats on which mm-hmm. was really awkward and stupid. And then I thought somebody was standing right there, but they're like, no, no, you got to hand your thing to the guy up there and you got to touch the tower. So I had to get back on my bike, ride, and then unclip and then run up a little bit more. And then I got third place. It was stupid. So that's more, exciting I was story. stupid more than that. Anyway. But we
3: had done like 60 miles that day and then you crossed oh, a no, bunch man, of messengers. I'm, I'm a beast, man. Yeah.
2: I mean, the, the point of the story is... <laughs> How beastly you are! I would have yeah. won that thing by like five minutes if it hadn't oh, yeah. been for that pedal. Time. Okay,
3: all right. Let um, history
2: so, remember.
3: Yeah. Okay. It's it's logged forever. Well, this show okay. should be archived in the Smithsonian yeah. at some point. So, um, let's get into next week. So we're already well into this show, but let's uh let's look at let's look ahead. Take our lessons learned from today and apply them to Perry Roubaix, completely different race. I hey, know. Spencer. Yeah?
1: In, in honor of uh, moving on to paris Bay and another Belgian race, can I do a Chris Horner quiz corner?
3: Yeah. I, well, don't ask me. No, oh, Matt, can I? It's yeah, TM, yeah, Little Guy fine. Industries. Yeah, so. that's fine. Do I have Go permission? Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So Here. In, in preparation for all these races, you always get these hack like <laughs> tweets and jokes out there about Belgium, actually during the race too. So I want to know what... And I'll give you some examples, but what the best hack line for being an optimist in Belgium is? So, for instance, an optimi- optimist in Belgium is the one with a backyard pool. You, you hear that a lot with them on okay. these broadcasts, yep, yep, okay? Good. Or, or, That's or it. even better, the one that you hear the most optimism in belgium is solar panels on your house you see that ah, right? so i i want to know nice. from you all and also just from the slow ride community what the best hack line about being an
3: optimist in belgium would be okay so this is a challenge for our listeners yeah yeah
2: all right Man, yeah because i don't know if i have anything good offhand we, to say just hashtag
1: hashtag uh what uh, a belgian optimist uh
3: yes <laughs> yeah. i like yeah. it yeah okay Hashtag Belgian optimist. Tag slow ride. Tag crosshairs. We'll see what comes out of this. So I'm curious. Yeah, you can't I'm use thinking... you can't
1: use a back backyard pool, and you can't okay. use solar backyard panels. Pool. No solar panels. Those are taken. What else you got? Right. What
2: other stereotypes can you All come right. up with? I'm gonna mull this over. I like yeah it. i'm gonna need a minute yeah this is this Man, the corner corner Has never involved so much deep thought it's usually sort of just like a quick gut reaction thing
0: all right like yeah.
1: this is what this is what happens if you actually have twitter you get to see these things it makes you look nice. smart <laughs> um
2: i like that spencer you want predictions yeah, I want predictions. I'll give you predictions. There's an unpronounceable race on Wednesday, and then Perry Roubaix happens. But you want predictions about Roubaix, right? Not that Well, we all know race.
3: Tyler Farrar will win the unpronounceable race
2: for the God, second time. I hope he does. Oh, and he takes the man bun down on the podium it shakes <laughs> it out. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that race is over. Is he the, is is he the last, is he he the last
1: man bun now that Sagan has gotten his uh, haircut?
2: Did he get his haircut? Oh, shit, I didn't even know that.
1: Didn't he? Isn't it shorter? I don't know.
2: I didn't. I, I didn't. I don't know because you don't get the post race him sitting there with his hair down. And... Yeah. I w- I'm hoping in those post races when he wins, now he starts pulling a fedora out. Like he, <laughs> he like he gets that fedora from the cooking <laughs> videos out. Like his 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 like helper comes in, you know, and he pulls out the musette bag and it's gummy gummy bears, and then a fedora goes on his head. <laughs> fedora full of gummy bears. It just eats uh,
3: them straight out of the fedora in one shot
2: and then plops it on uh that'd be good um so uh, how's the race gonna play out okay what's gonna happen sagan is gonna attack from the gun from the gun okay he's gonna attack from the gun quick steps gonna not know what to do they're gonna panic they'll run into each other cartoon caper style (laughs) okay and um people will get 16th is he riding Probably. I, I don't know. It's hard to know anymore. He's on such A-quality teams. <laughs> I do think Sagan is going to be out for blood, though.
3: Okay. That's though fair. I
2: think a guy like Kristoff is going to be pretty good next week, too. Interesting. So, those are my immediate predictions. So... What, what do you
3: that- are we, wait, are we keeping the same rule as last week where you can't pick GVA and you can't pick Sagan? Uh,
2: yeah, I guess we probably should. All right, never mind. I mean, you can remember all that, but I have to pick somebody else to win. Yeah. I pick uh, Oliver, whatever, Nason or whatever from AG2R. Who really? crashed today with them. I think he is, he's also out for blood, you know? Um, yeah. I think he's got, he's got a point to prove and he's going to be there he's going to surprise the favorites. Interesting. All right. And if Pepo's riding solid 16th place is in his future, but I don't actually know if he's riding yet. Trying to trying That's to learn that. But That's pretty yeah. good.
3: I think uh I think this will follow you know kind of a normal Peru base script where a decent group of 20 gets away after the Forest Arenberg that gets blown up uh, around sector seven or whichever that one ten, whichever is the big one. Um, and uh, and we get you know guys just it sort of blows up until we and we'll have guys coming in one at a time for one two three. I think uh, if I can't pick Sagan and I can't pick GVA, I do think Tom Boonin's gonna be on this podium. I don't know I don't know where, but I do think he's gonna be on that podium. Um outside of that, man, it's kind of tough. Like I do think, I think Degan Cobb was close ish mm-hmm. today. I think they're riding for him. I think he would probably do better at Roubaix than he does at Flanders. Um, so I put him up there and, uh, I'm going to, man, I got to pick somebody from Cannondale because they always pull up, pull off some weird stunt to pair Roubaix and, and do really well. And, the Flanders 4th place was pretty good.
2: Try again.
3: Yeah, let's go ahead and say Van Barle in uh on the podium at Aruba.
1: Uh, Sepp's not hurt though. He's going to Oh, be... that's who I was I was going to go with. I'm, I'm I'm like to hell with all the haters. It's going to uh, be no. Sepp's day. Right. He's going to be on the podium. I'm,
3: I'm I'm one of them. He's not on my <laughs> there's no way I'm putting him <laughs> on my podium.
1: Did did a Stibar
2: race today? Gosh, I don't you wouldn't know. know it by watching the race, yeah. would you? <laughs> I would have assumed so. See, that's that's gonna be my
1: dream for Rubé is Stebar and Boom. are gonna go off the he front. He did. They're gonna go off the front <laughs> Wait, together. Did Boom race today. Uh,
3: Stebar finished in sixty uh, seventh place.
1: Did Lars Boom? Oh.
3: Boom did not ride.
1: Okay, well, so he'll really? be fresh. So Boom will be out front on this two man breakaway with uh, Boom and Stebar. Stebar going out there, you know, to soften things up for uh
2: oh, yeah. for later not... on. Boom! Not, didn't ride. Is he broken? I don't oh. know.
3: Still,
0: uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Can I? still
2: Has nobody within any chance without him in the race? So I'm looking yes. at the
1: odds for the race for Barry yeah. Bay. So you got uh, Sagan at four to one, highest odds.
2: Jesus Christ! That's too much for any any bike race. That's too much. Bonin
1: yeah. is. Eight to one second Ooh. on the list. Okay. This th- right. they had to reshuffle this as of the end of today's race because Philippe oh, Gilbert yeah. is now also up there at eight to one. And then uh nice. Degan Kolb, Greg Van Aramert at twelve to one. Sep, Sepp's a good deal, nineteen to one. You know, that is a good deal Twenty one to one. but I'd go I'd go Luke Durbidge. For the podium, yeah, you know? that's that's a good bet today. Sixty-seven-one, yeah. yeah, that's going to be it. That's that's my outlier.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, Orica Scott actually has a pretty solid team: Dervich, Heyman, and uh, Kirklin or Kirkalier or whatever. He's Not to mention, like, yeah, you they've know, they got, got that Magnus Court Nielsen guy. Oh, and Luke. Do you want Luka to know Miska, a crazy,
1: who, You want to know a crazy best. bet? Why wouldn't you take this? So, this is a UK place. <laughs> 23 to 1 odds, any other. Does that mean you just you're oh. just picking the
0: field?
3: Yeah. yeah. I would take that. Yeah. No, that's
2: the best bet by far because there's so I mean as we so saw today means, watching so the race. Uh
1: you can't so here are the here are the not any other. So here's the guys okay. that, that can't win for you to for you to cash in. Terpstra Bosenhagen, Stannard, Christoph, Van Mark, Van Aremont, Degenkolb, Gilbert, Bonin, and Sagan. Anybody else yeah, wins, he's... you get paid.
3: So Pizzatto is a shoe
2: in Yeah. So he's... yeah, that's team's not riding. Yeah. No. <laughs> Wait, but that means that means but like he's more of a that shoe means, off uh, that mean, Did you say Oliver, the dude who the AG2R guy who crashed today?
1: Mm, he's not listed
2: in there. He's not listed. So a guy who's been like, so this is the same. I just feel like these betting sites sometimes are insane. And like, there's a guy who who has been in like doing well in all the classics, who is in the move with a podium today, yeah, and Mm -hmm. is riding next week, and they're just like, nah, he's not even. He doesn't even warrant some odds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the money is is on is on any other.
3: And this is a this is a race where it's not so much the powerhouse guys like the time trial kind of guys can get away like the big time like Consularis you know like the Tony Martins of the world they can do really well um so yeah, yeah. well it's yeah a... the
2: whole Orica Scott team is at 23 to 1 plug your money down cause I'm going Zico Waitens
1: Zico Waitens at 750 to 1 or Hector Hector
2: Hector Carataro at 1,001 um <laughs> uh you know, uh, Hector is going to win this race eventually.
3: Um, so I want to jump back uh, to last week's show, little guy. We uh, we had a discussion okay. about uh, top U.S. rider between Taylor Finney and Tyler oh, Farrar. I just got to say. Who did it? Taylor Finney crashed out, DNF'd, oh. and uh, Tyler Farrar did finish in 121st. So man, he, that's a he man takes who's finished
2: top 10 in this race. <laughs>
3: You're saving it for next week Where he will get
2: 16th place Alright That's a fair pick Do you get a 16th place? place. I did and I lost it Where is it? (laughs) I had a guy I was looking at And I don't even remember anymore Are you going to make me Um, edit this? No, no, you're not going to have to edit this This is is smooth I'm going to say Stein Vandenberg Comes out of Wherever he's been hiding since they left Quick Step, it turns out it's AG2R, and gets the 16th place that we know he would have gotten if he was still on Quick Step. Nice.
3: <laughs> Excellent. I'm going
2: Tony. And... Tony Gallopin
1: does, does one better. He, he, gets, he, he pushes a little bit harder. He's able to right. one-up from uh, Flanders and get on that 16th step.
2: Sounds I'm good. really like surprised that. that he's riding Roubaix. He may not doesn't be. doesn't seem <laughs> seem like a kind of rider who would be. I mean, he is. He's on the start list. Okay. I mean, but I'm just, I'm surprised. Um. So I'd like to see it. Be good.
3: And uh, I'm just going to throw out a ceremonial 16th place for Tim. Since he's not here, he's going to pick T. to finish 16th place because that is the bike racer that he knows the name of lately.
2: I thought he was going to pick Marco kump. Nope. From the UAE team Emirates, he's from Slovenia. and Tim always likes to pick the unknown riders from Eastern European countries, but all it's right.
3: possible. I feel like his default lately is Tispanut, but
2: yeah, it is Tispanut. It's, it's a good name, man. Good name. Well, it does it. We did it, guys. We no, did it. Nope, I got one thing. Oh Jesus! I got one thing. <laughs> So, so imagine you have a bike and you're at a bike rack and all you have is a very small padlock, one you would use to lock a storage locker. How would you lock your bike?
1: This seems like a quiz a quiz corner too. It this is, is a kind quiz of a corner. quiz
2: corner. It's the bike rack quiz corner. I saw a bike this week locked in a most interesting way.
1: Just a, I would uh, lock
2: Uh let's see. I only have a padlock? You only have a you only and have then, a very and... small little padlock and it's a bike rack that has uh thicker sides and back and then has those thin slats like where we usually like they want you to okay. put your tire in it, but they make absolutely no sense. to Did lock they the lock them.
3: a spoke to the to the rack?
2: No, but that's a good option. Did
1: this they, is better though. Did they lock their chain to the rack?
2: They did. Yeah, they <laughs> locked their chain to the rack. It that's was pretty good. So cool. I walked by and this bike's like tipped over and like and it's some junky mountain bike. And then I was like, oh, that's an abandoned bike. And I was like, oh, not quite abandoned because it's still <laughs> locked. Just barely. That was some um Was it was it, it was like a? was work.
1: it like a padlock with a key or was it like a old gym locker with numbers? <laughs> it, was,
2: it was with a key. Nice. <laughs> it would have been better if it was an old gym locker, the the spinny ones from man, I remember seventh grade having like totally forgetting my code and being at my locker of the first day, like, oh man, I'm gonna be late for class. It was the, the worst. The real the really cheap ones you could actually
1: pull and feel like Feel the tumbler sort of feel go in. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's going to keep your colored pencils safe. Yeah. Okay, we've done it. We've done it. I got Now we've else. done
3: it. Now we've done it. Who gets yeah. to be Tim for the outro? I, I, I can't do that part. Uh,
1: <laughs> I can't
2: either because I forget what he says. Just, I think it's you.
3: Shit. Okay. Well, uh, what is he? we got to wave, wave. wave.
2: Make sure got you to wave. wave. Well, no, I know okay. that. Got to um, wave.
3: No. And with that, Yep. There you go. He steals that from Top Gear. And with that, uh, we'd like to thank Back you Back to listening. the studio. Oh, I
2: stole no, that from Top no, Gear. We'd like, to,
3: we'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Uh, we know you have other choices in fine podcast listening. <laughs> and we thank you for listening to our show. Um, do us a favor. Check out com slash slow ride. Uh, check out Michelin Tires and their Power Endurance line of tires. Great supporters of the show and the network check out the network uh at wideanglepodium.com you'll find some other great shows there mountain bike radio uh, mountain
1: bike radio to crosshairs radio this week check it out yeah (laughs) sorry
3: much many great shows like crosshairs radio which is morphing into mountain bike radio i guess for (laughs) for the foreseeable future um so that should be actually pretty cool um dirt field recordings we talked about we got to hang out uh there's the Honest Bicycle Program, uh, the Meyerson Line's got some interviews up there, uh, and all kinds of other great stuff um, that, you know, if you like this, you're going to like something else. It's, it's a pretty, you know, open and shut case there. You don't need a lawyer bill here to, to tell you that. Um, we'd like to thank BK1. For the intro and outro music to our show, and we'd like to remind you to wave to your fellow cyclists when you see them out on the road. It's the right thing to do.
2: It is. It is the right thing to do.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's no other reason than that. It's it's easy. It's simple. And it makes everybody happy.
0: The Slow Ride Podcast: Bikes, Advice, and Rumors, Straight from the Source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at the Slow Ride